This is a podcast from the Business Times. Welcome to Property BT, a podcast series by the Business Times. I'm senior correspondent Leslie Yi, and I'll be your host as we gather insights on all things Singapore property to help you in your property investment journey. Buying a home is one of life's big decisions. There are many factors to consider. Budget, the loan package, use of CPF funds, location, unit size, public or private, and so on. Add to that, Singapore homes sit on land parcels with varying land lease durations. New public housing, or HDB flats, sit on land leases of 99 years, while resale HDB flats have fewer years of land lease outstanding. Some private homes sit on freehold land, or land leases that started from, say, 999 or 929 years. State land that's used for private homes typically come with 99-year leasehold tenor. Today, we explore whether to buy a freehold or new 99-year leasehold home or an older leasehold home. Is it worth paying a premium for a freehold home or one with a longer leasehold tenor? Inflation is high. Interest rates are rising. Better save money. Don't spend more on buying a freehold home as freehold homes are often pricier. But wait. With a freehold home, one has a forever home. Whereas with a leasehold home, when the land lease runs down to zero, the land returns to the state, for example. Let's get views on whether to buy freehold or leasehold from Catherine Herr, Head of Research, Collius. For a private home investor who is planning to hold on to the asset, a freehold home is most optimal. Freehold homes do not face the issue of lease decay and generally appreciate in price over time if kept in good condition. They are also unlikely to be issues when selling or refinancing. An older leasehold home may face a discount due to the shortened lease when it comes to the time to sell. A new 99-year home comes with a longer lease, but is likely to come at a higher entry price and therefore might not fetch good yield for the investor. That's it. The caveat is that location, unit layout, positioning of a development, condition of unit, may still weigh more on potential price growth and rents than lease tenure. Catherine is spot on. Factors such as location, unit layout, unit condition, and positioning of a development may drive price appreciation and rental more than land lease tenure. In a recent column in the level ground in the Business Times, I noted that new freehold private homes may cost around 10% more than new 99-year leasehold ones. A 900-square-foot leasehold unit that costs 2 million Singapore dollars may cost 200,000 Singapore dollars more simply because it is freehold. Based on the Singapore Land Authority's table that shows leasehold values as a percentage of freehold value, the premium is about 4% for freehold versus 99-year leasehold land and about 20% for 99-year leasehold versus 60-year leasehold land. Let's get insights from Leonard Tay Head of Research, Knight Frank, Singapore. Freehold homes will always command some premium over leasehold homes due to the promise of legacy. The assurance of property over unlimited generations would always have an allure over others where the usage and utility is limited to a fixed number of generations, typically about three generations or so. Based on caveat data from URA, the premium in annual median prices on a per square foot basis between non-landed freehold and leasehold homes ranged from 17% to 44% from 1990 to 
from 1995 to 2015. The broad range was mostly due to the diverse quality of new launches in any given year. However, from 2016 onwards, this premium compressed to range between 6% and 16% from 2016 to 2022 year to date. This was because of the rising popularity of 99-year suburban condominiums. In the landed home market, there was generally no premium between 1995 and 2005. It was only after 2005 where the difference in annual median price per square foot on land increased from 15% to more than 50% in 2020. In 2022 year to date, this premium was about 44%. In the end, market demand would dictate the prevailing premium trend from one generation of home buyers to the next. Interesting observations from Leonard that the price premium between freehold and leasehold non-landed homes has compressed in recent years and the premium between freehold and leasehold is much higher for landed homes than for non-landed ones. Certainly though, price premium is skewed by factors such as the quality of developments. Moreover, the premium attached to a home because it has freehold title can change from one generation of home buyers to another. For suburban condominiums, for suburban condominiums, 99-year leasehold projects have strong acceptance by buyers. 2022's hot new residential launches were 99-year suburban leasehold projects such as Amor Residence in Angmokyo and Lento Modern in Yuchukang. Traditionally, luxury home buyers in Singapore prefer freehold homes. Many landed homes in prime residential districts such as districts 9, 10, 11 or 15 sit on land with freehold or 999-year leasehold titles as do luxury condominium developments in the Orchard Road area. Will buyers of luxury homes be fine with 99-year leasehold homes? Let's hear from Knight Frank's Leonard Tay. According to Knight Frank's Wealth Report 2022, capital preservation was ranked as the most important investment strategy among the wealthy in Singapore. As such, while the decision to purchase a luxury home is dependent on a matrix of interconnected factors where the tenure of the property might not necessarily be the most important consideration, buyers of luxury homes will nonetheless show some measure of predilection towards freehold units. This is to keep the usable or renewable life of an asset from decaying within the span of just a few generations and to preserve the capital value of the asset within the family. Therefore, while some buyers of luxury homes might purchase leasehold units for reasons of location, amenities, design and so on, the majority will still prefer freehold units. There are high-end homes built on 99-year leasehold land with superb locations, designs and amenities, such as the orchard residences that sit on top of Ion Orchard. Wallich Residence, which occupies the highest floors of Guoko Tower in Tanjong Paga and seafront landed homes in Sentosa Cove. Still, Leonard is right. Luxury buyers may seek properties where capital value can be preserved over multi-generations, hence a general preference for freehold units. Still to come, more insights on land lease considerations when buying a home. 
The Business Times' future of finance is focused on the digital economy. Taking a closer look at topics around acceleration of digital forms of banking, both retail and wholesale. So the two key trends that interest me, I'm personally taking a very keen interest on open banking, and the other is the metaverse. The Business Times' future of finance podcast, episode 3 out on Thursday, November 24th. We'll be speaking with Serene Co., Head of Group Digital Business and Digital Transformation, Global Consumer Financial Services, OCBC Bank about the digital transformation of the banking industry and all it entails. Listen at bt.sg slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's bt.sg slash podcasts. And now, back to Property BT from the Business Times. We have talked about the attraction of buying a freehold home and the price premiums that such homes fetch. But much as freehold title is alluring, there are other factors that sway home buying decisions across all segments of the market. At the other end of the spectrum are older leasehold homes with, say, 50 years or less of land lease outstanding. Are such homes uninvestable, given that land value may depreciate faster as the number of years of land lease outstanding diminishes? But there may be retirees who just want to buy a comfortable home to live in for the rest of their lives for whom land lease outstanding of 30, 40, or 50 years is more than adequate. Let's get insights from Collier's Catherine Herr on whether one should buy a 50-year leasehold home. It depends on the buyer's objective. For rental you, a home with 50 years could come at a lower entry price and thus fetch a higher rental you if it's in good condition. However, the buyer would need to take note that it is not as straightforward to finance an older property. Firstly, Banks would provide a lower loan-to-value, and if paying through CPF, the withdrawal allowance is lower for repayment of older flats. This means that the buyer will have to fork out more cash for monthly mortgage payment if he or she is taking on a loan. Nevertheless, some view buying an older home as renting the property and plan to stay in the same home till the lease runs out. This includes retirees who plan to live out their retirement years in the same unit. The advantage is that they are able to get a home at a bigger size or better location at a lower price. Catherine may be right. For an investor, the lower purchase price of an older leasehold home can translate into better rental yield. A tenant would likely be indifferent to whether the home he's leasing sits on freehold or leasehold land. Juicing up the yield matters. As an investor who borrows to fund the purchase of a property would take into account the spread between the yield and the cost of borrowing. Nonetheless, one needs to be mindful that access to bank loans and CPF funds may be trickier when it comes to buying a home with relatively fewer years left on its land lease. At times though, owners of private leasehold homes can enjoy a windfall when their homes are successfully sold in the collective sales market. Yes, developers can snap up older leasehold developments, top up the land lease to 99 years, demolish the existing units, and built new 99-year leasehold homes for sale. Developments such as Deleden, Nomenton Park, Silver Sea, and Treasure at Tempenies are built on on-block leasehold sites. Perhaps then, there's little to fear over the issue of land lease decay of older private leasehold residential developments. Indeed, as the land lease starts running closer to zero, more owners of older leasehold developments may want to pursue an on-block sale. Let's get insights from Wong Sien Yang, Head of Research Singapore, Cushman and Wakefield. Leasehold projects do have en bloc potential, but given the numerous number of properties, 
Site selection is important for a higher probability of success. The majority of successful Mblock deals over the past seven years were freehold, but this was due to numerous smaller projects in the prime districts being successfully Mblocked. If you go by the number of units, the majority of units Mblocked, about 60% were 99-year leasehold. And this was mainly from old city fringe and suburban developments. The market is generally comfortable with leasehold properties, with about two-thirds of condo new sales units year-to-date being 99-year leasehold. However, each sub-market has its nuances and is influenced by current inventory and new land supply. For the prime districts, only about one-third were 99-year leasehold, the rest were freehold or 999-year leasehold. For the city fringe and the suburban markets, the proportion of 99-year leasehold new sales is much higher at 65% and 78% respectively. So, location does matter. If you're looking for M-block potential in the high-end market, a freehold site may be a better bet. Outside of the high-end market, a 99-year leasehold is well accepted. For those buying a home with an eye on a possible on-block sale, perhaps 99-year leasehold sites work better in the city fringe and suburbs versus the prime districts. Do note though that developers have choice in the on-block market, as Xianyang points out. Crucially, buyers of older leasehold homes sitting on state land should note the government's policy generally is to allow land leases to expire without extension. The government needs to recover land to reallocate it to meet fast-changing socio-economic needs in land-scarce Singapore. In short, do not assume a developer is always able to top up the land lease. It is not just owners of private homes who can enjoy bonanzas from on-block sales, where one may get much more from selling collectively than selling individually. Under the Selective On-Block Redevelopment Scheme, or SERS, the HDB renews older HDB estates by replacing old blocks of flats which are demolished with new buildings and facilities that inject vibrancy into the area. Under SERS, the HDB buys back affected flats by paying compensation based on the market value of the flats. The HDB also provides affected flat owners with some reasonable moving expenses. Rehousing options are offered, such as buying a new HDB flat at a subsidised price at a designated replacement site nearby. But buyers of older HDB resale flats should know. HDB has said that only about 5% of all HDB flats are suitable for redevelopment under SERS, and many of the projects with high redevelopment potential have already been selected. Still, owners of older HDB homes can look forward to the Voluntary Early Redevelopment Scheme, or VERSE. Under VERSE, owners of HDB flats aged 70 years and older can vote for the government to buy back their homes. The said owners can use the proceeds to buy a new flat while the government redevelops the precinct. Let's get insights from Nicholas Mark, Head of Research and Consultancy, ERA Real Estate. The Prime Minister has said that the details of VERSE will be announced only in about 20 years' time. So currently, we can only make some educated guess about the terms of this yet-to-be-announced scheme. The government's plan is to use VERSE to buy back older HDB flats in precincts in the future. That means not just one or two blocks, but a larger number of blocks, using taxpayers' money to compensate the affected HDB flat owners. It could be widely used in the future, possibly even replacing the existing Selective On-Block Redevelopment Scheme, or SERS. A key issue to consider 
is how much of the taxpayers' money should be used to compensate the individual flat owners. In other words, to be equitable, we must consider how much of the money from the majority of the population should be used to compensate the minority who are the affected flat owners. The government can offer a standard verse package to the affected flat owners where the HDB will buy back the flats based on the value of the remaining lease. The value will be determined by the chief valuer. Factors to consider in the valuation includes the location, size and remaining lease of the flats. The government could also offer an enhanced verse package to elderly low-income households. It appears that the rule of thumb is that the HDB flat owners should have a flat with a remitting lease that can last them to the age of at least 95 years. Therefore, the government can offer the elderly low-income flat owners more compensation so that they can have a roof over their heads for the remaining days of their lives. As Nicholas points out, verse may be widely rolled out, but there's still time to work out the details. If you're buying a place to stay for a long time, and not concerned with passing the home to your beneficiaries, an older leasehold private or HDB home can work. If you're looking for upside from an older leasehold home through an on-block sale or an older HDB home via SERS or VERSE, be aware of the risks involved. If your focus is investment, the yield on an older leasehold home may be better, but capital value could be better preserved with freehold or longer leasehold homes in a world of flux. Owning a private home with freehold title has its appeal. One's precious home could be a legacy for generations to enjoy. But there's a price to pay for that. Increasingly scarce freehold title in a city where private homes are expensive. And that's a wrap for this edition of Property BT. Do join us for the next episode where we look at the prospects for the Orchard Road belt. How do malls in Orchard Road fare against suburban counterparts? Is shopping in Orchard Road special? Get insights on the state of play of Orchard Road malls, how the area fares as a live, work and play destination, and ideas to help make Orchard Road vibrant. I'm Leslie Yee. Thank you for listening and happy property hunting. That was a podcast from the Business Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast or via the Google Voice Assistant Amazon-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3 you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. This podcast is meant to provide general information only. SPH Media accepts no liability for loss arising from any reliance on the podcast or use of third parties' products and services. Please consult professional advisors for independent advice.